Qualifying us for the year 2021. We thank you for not giving up on us. We thank you for loving us with an everlasting love. We thank you that we can call you Father and that you call us your children. We thank you that you have translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We thank you for making us a royal priesthood. We thank you for making us a chosen people, a called out people. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. And we thank you that there's only one God who is our Father and one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus. We pray that may this man Jesus have the preeminence in tonight's discussion in the name of our lord jesus amen wow we thank god so much for this opportunity and we thank god that he has given us the grace and the opportunity to see another union i believe by the time you are listening to this episode we are in the year 2021 and whenever i end the year and begin a new year i just look at how time is really running i don't know where time is in a hurry to go to but unfortunately, you can't do much about it than to make sure that you utilize time properly. Because immediately you run out of time, you have run out of life. <laughs> so my personal definition which I heard from somewhere, and I've also added some more to it, that time is the currency of life. Time is the currency of life. You run out of time, I run out of life. So we are beginning a new series, and the title of our new series is Five prayers for the year 2021. Five prayers that you should always pray in this year 2021. So each episode, we'll be looking at a prayer topic. And before we just begin to look at um, the five prayer topics or the five prayers we should be praying in the year 2021 constantly, um, I want to say some few things, some few reminders about the importance of prayer. And I know there are so many hoosious definitions of prayer from several, several people, from several God's givers, from several people. And you yourself, you have might have coined your own definition. John Wesley, Ian Bounds, Duncan Williams, all these people, so many people have come up with. Almost every person in the kingdom, everybody who is making a substantial contribution, if I should say, to the kingdom has one way or the other brought up their definition of prayer. And I remember when I was in SHS or so, I forgot the book I read it from. But someone said prayer is when uh, I think divinity kisses humanity or some nice, nice things like that. But prayer is is in quote, according to Sam Dollar, is <laughs> the religious form of saying talking or communication. Prayer is simply communicating. 
just that the difference is that in prayer you are not communicating to a fellow man but here you are communicating to deity you are communicating with divinity you are communicating with god you are communicating with your father so prayer is communication and communication is not just verbal i know most of us our mind has not really been drawn to that that most of us when we think of communication we just think about it as verbal means but we have so many non-verbal means of communication like your facial expression your facial expression is really really a massive statement if you see a lady or a guy and a person is smiling at you it gives you the vim to approach the lady or if you are talking to someone and a person is smiling and responding the, the vibe is different so just your facial expression your mood your body swings they are all forms of communication so prayer it's all about that so it means that you can be praying and just smiling to god they are just looking at god's face and smiling but i know many of us we have boxed prayer into one way or the other and the way we pray differs or if i say the manner in which we pray is highly influenced by our culture is highly influenced by our culture so those with fetish backgrounds you know when they are praying they make all sorts of incarnations and enchantments and jumping around things to invoke the spirits that they serve and etc so if such a person becomes a christian you wouldn't be surprised to see the person's mannerism in prayer you see them all full of energy and life jumping and hopping i saw a prayer video and i was surprised because this person was a white or was an european and the europeans are not really okay they are not really expressive as compared to africans and this lady was in prayer and at the point it's like she was doing press ups i'm sure some of you have seen the video that all right hey uh, they are all skills so all these things are there the manner in which you pray your gestures and the rest is influenced by culture it's influenced by your personality so if you are phlegmatic obviously your personality is quite a reserved personality you are quite slow you are quite calm so you hardly see a phlegmatic person or energetic and sweating in prayer but those things are just um the outward expression of what you are trying to communicate to god and it's important for us to appreciate that every relationship is defined by communication so the difference between your relationship with your spouse or your beloved and your relationship with a friend is the level of communication between the two of you so your communication between someone defines the nature the quality and the form of your relationship so the way you talk with someone is not the same when you talk with another person so the level or the other side the nature the quality the form of communication influence the type of relationship you have with someone so also your quality of communication influences the quality of relationship you have with god so if your communication with god is all about um give me this do this perform this bring this door do that do that do that if that's the kind of communication you always have with god if you enter into a season of life where because of comfort and resource primarily financial resource and maybe you have love in your life you have a, a good spouse and you have good health it's as though your prayer topics are automatically vanished so there's a picture that's been trending on social media that most africans some picture they write most ghanians some to write most nigerians but basically most africans when they leave the shores of africa to europe their prayer reduces by 90% because most of the things they are praying for 
is imposed on them because of the system that they find themselves in. So immediately they enter a country that has a system that kind of works. A system whereby you know that when you go to school, you finish university, you are one way or the other assured of a job, you are assured of a salary, you are assured of something meaningful to do. If you find yourself in such a system, you won't find yourself praying for job whilst you're in school or for employment after school. But if you find yourself in another system where even if you have a master's degree or you have all the degrees, you still struggle for a job, you can imagine how you would pray. So if your prayer is just based on the request, then you know that at a point in life, your prayer life would take a different form. And it's very important that we appreciate this. And I should say that unanswered prayers is one of the most frustrating things in a religious person's life, religious in code, because prayer is one activity that transcends all religion. So whether you are a Buddhist or whatever, one way or the other, you communicate to your deity. So for we that we have a relationship with our Father through Jesus Christ, we have a form of communication with him. And unanswered prayers is one of the most frustrating things in this life. When you keep praying and keep praying, and it seems as though your prayers are just revolving around your head, like <laughs> that is really frustrating. So one of the things I believe believers should be taught and should make the effort of learning how to do one of the fundamental things is how to pray and how to receive answers in prayer. So for me, I have some things that I think that are fundamental in your Christian life. One of them is how to hear from God. That is so important. And one of them is how to pray and how to receive answers in prayer. And it's interesting that among all the things Jesus did in his three years of ministry, the only thing recorded in the Bible that the disciples asked Jesus to teach them is how to pray. Jesus did so many things, but nowhere in Scripture are we, are we giving the hints that they asked Jesus about how did you do this? How did you do that? How did you do this? But the only thing they asked him was teach us to pray. They must have noticed that prayer does something in the life of Jesus, which might have been the source of every other thing that Jesus does. They must have come to that conclusion by themselves. That no, there is uh, the attitude Jesus was giving to prayer must have been unparalleled to every other act, to every other activity he was doing. So even though he was a miracle worker, even though he was a way maker, even though he used to divide loaves and multiply bread and multiply fish and walk on water and calm the seas and turn water into wine and do so many fantastic things, in some way or somehow be able to draw the relation between his prayer life and the results he was producing. So they came to him and said, Master, teach us to pray. And the same thing must have happened among the other 120 presidents or administrators in the life of Daniel. They must have known that there is something about the prayer life of Daniel. That was the source of his excellence and his favor during their time. So when they wanted to attack Daniel, they attacked his prayer life. That's the kind of attitude and the kind of foundation and the kind of mindset Daniel had about prayer, which was reflected in his life, that when people wanted to bring him down, they said, let us attack his prayer life. So there is something about prayer. Peter, there is something about prayer. And Jesus gives us a hint that men always ought to pray. And it's very interesting. And Jesus is telling us several things in this one sentence. One of the things he's telling us is that prayer is to men. 
So as long as you are a man, you ought to pray. So the qualification for prayer is to be a man. Because man has limitations. And as long as you are a man, you must pray. That is why Jesus prayed. Because when he descended from being God to take upon himself the form of a servant, he needed to pray. So as long as you are a man, you have to pray. So prayer is for men. So see that as long as you are, nowadays because of what is going on, if I say man, some people may attack me. So now that you are a man or a woman, <laughs> and I just saw a post that people are changing the spelling of woman. They are removing the man in woman. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So yeah, prayer <laughs> is interesting. Prayer is for men. And Jesus said, men always ought to pray and never cease praying. Now there are so many um, commentaries on this. On this statement, that some are saying that Jesus is saying that you should pray 24 hours a day. And people are like, oh, prayer is a form of communication. So you can be praying whilst you are washing. You can be praying whilst you are working. Because you are just talking, basically. So it depends on how you see prayer. That's what will influence whether this statement that Jesus is giving us is realistic. Not pray without season. So if for you, prayer is... <laughs> however you define your prayer, would influence how real and how practical this verse would be in your life. But just to take a little bit step further with that saying, yes, that Jesus said, men never to cease praying. Now, if you look at the word cease, the original word used, it, it gives us the idea of when you want to cough or you want to sneeze out loud. If you're in your room, you can feel free and make all the noise you want to do. But maybe you're in a public transport or you're in a public space, you can't sneeze out loud. So you try to what, hold it in. You hold your cough in. Either you cover your nose with a handkerchief or your arm or something. But you try to like swallow the sneeze or swallow the cough. And that's the same word that is used over there. So one way or that Jesus was telling us that whenever you have the urge to pray, do not seize it. So men ought to always pray. So whenever you are prompted to pray, never seize it. And as long as the Holy Spirit is active in your life, he would be prompting you to pray as often as possible. And as often as possible as he prompts you to pray, Jesus is telling us that do not cease. Do not hold back the prayer. Do not make excuses not to pray. Do not justify why you should not pray. Do not try and cover it up with something else. So men always ought to pray. But we talk more about this in one of our prayer topics. So we want to go and look at our first prayer topic, which I think is very important. In fact, I was really struggling to know which of the prayer topics to put first because all of them look so, so, so important. But I had to come up with one. So I came up with, this is our first prayer topic, that we should always pray in the year 2021. James chapter 1, the verses 21 and 22. James chapter 1, the verses 21 and 22. And I read, I'll be reading from the King James Version. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. The verse 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. I want to read again. The first prayer topic, we should be constantly praying in the year 2021 is from James chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. And I read it again. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity or abundance or superabundance of naughtiness, naughtiness, and receive with meekness 
the engrafted word which is able to save your soul but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own self this is the first prayer topic i want us to consider and one of the prayer topic we should constantly be praying in the year 2021 the same things what david said and i think we have put this prayer before on the podcast when david said that give me a contrite and a broken heart i'll explain now i remember i think in excuse um why the wilderness i made a statement that when god is speaking to you he's not just informing you about something but he's literally giving you something so when god is telling you that by his stripes i have purchased your healing god is not informing you about it but he's literally providing healing for you now the second thing i want us to note which is our prayer topic in hearing the word of god is that when you hear the word of god or when god is speaking to you god is speaking to you i have again when god is speaking to you or when you hear the word of god through whatever means through church through a devotional through bible reading through reading of christian literature through a conversation with someone whichever means by which god will come to you god is speaking to you because most of most often than not we think that when god is speaking to us he's talking to us about somebody else and it's very important because whenever we go to church and these are the two reasons i found out why most often than not the word of god has a have effect in our life the first one i gave is that because we think that god is just informing us but we don't know that god is literally giving us something and the second reason why the word of god is not working in our lives why the word of god is not producing results why the word of god is not producing 40 60 and 100 bucks full of results in our life is because we think that whenever god is speaking to you he's gossiping to you about somebody else think about it we think that when we go to church is talking about somebody you know who is not forgiving somebody when you go to church or when you read the bible when you read a verse from somewhere when someone is talking to you and the person is talking to you about pride nobody thinks is proud in this world generally speaking i know that we would know that they are proud but actually speaking nobody thinks is proud so whenever we read the bible and the bible is in a humble yourself you think that god is talking to somebody else you don't think that god is speaking to you so you are not the best that comes to mind or you are not the person that comes to your mind when you are listening or hearing the word of God we think that God is speaking to somebody and that is what James is telling us about there's a certain filthiness and the superfluity of nothingness in our hearts that we think that we are not the ones that God is speaking to there's a particular nothingness stubbornness our hearts are stubborn and a classical example is seen in David you know the prophet Nathan came to David and this is where David also missed it so when the prophet Nathan came to David and told him a story about a man who had 100 sheep yet still he went to take his neighbor's one sheep and immediately David passed out judgment that ah this man must be killed blah blah he said so many things which was a result of why his children were misbehaving under him because he pronounced judgment because when the prophet Nathan was talking to David David thought that the prophet was talking about somebody else so when god is speaking to you sometimes god is speaking to you when god is speaking to you you are never too right to be corrected by the word of god so when you go to church and the pastor is talking about prayer he's talking to you don't say that i pray in the morning so i'm okay sweet as no when you go to church even if you go to church every single sunday and the pastor is talking about the reason to always commit to the attending of church service regularly 
Don't think that he's talking about your father or your mother or your cousin or your sibling who doesn't come to church. God is talking to you. So you see, most often than not, whenever we hear the word of God, our minds automatically have an image of somebody. And in our hearts, we are telling ourselves, ah, I wish Kojo was here. I wish Amma was here. Or you are, you are in a hurry to post what you have heard. Or you are in a hurry to share it. Or you are in a hurry to tell somebody about forgiveness. You are in a hurry to tell somebody about humility. You are in a hurry to tell somebody about prayer. You are in a hurry to tell somebody about the importance of reading books. Forgetting that when God is was talking, He was talking to you. So the naughtiness and the filthiness of our hearts is the reason why the word of God is not producing results in our lives. And this is one of the most important topics you should pray in the year 2021. Because in the year 2021, God will be speaking to you. God will be giving you instructions. God will be giving you wisdom nuggets. But if you think that the word is not for you, it won't benefit you. If you think that God is gossiping to you about, please, God doesn't gossip. If God wants to come and tell me something, he will come and tell me. So when God is talking to you about humility or about self-control or about prayer or about worship, don't think that God is talking to somebody else. When you think that you are having a filthy and a superfluity of nothingness in your heart, when God is speaking to you, God is speaking to you. You hardly see somebody saying that I'm proud. I'm waiting for the day I will hear somebody. Everybody thinks it's humble. Everybody thinks it's self-control. Everybody thinks it's loving. I remember just recently, during the Christmas period, a man of God was saying that don't just call somebody to wish the person a Merry Christmas, but send the person money. And interestingly, the people that heard the sermon were posting it on their status for other people to send them money. I'm like, <laughs> they have missed it. So the man of God said that, when he said it, was a particular night, he said, don't send them Merry Christmas, send them Momo. And Momo simply means mobile money. So send them money via your phone. And these people took that portion of the sermon and when they were uploaded on social media to tell us to send them money. And this is the reason why the blessing of that word will not be materialized in their lives. Because when God was speaking to them, they thought that God was speaking to their uncle who was supposed to send them money. They thought that God was speaking to their auntie who was supposed to send them money. They thought that God was speaking to their elder sister who was supposed to send them money. My question to you is that I am sure one way or the other, you will have heard that it is more blessed to give than to receive. My question to you is that this Christmas, who have you blessed his life? But immediately you hear this word. Now imagine, eh? my husband and elder brother in the States. I've been calling him and calling him. He never sent me money. But God is not talking to your elder brother. God is talking to you. Lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness. When you have been able to do that, then you can receive with what? Meekness. After you have laid aside these two things, then you can receive with meekness. Some versions use humility. It's, even though there's a slight difference between meekness and humility, but basically they are all the same. And I checked the dictionary also for the meaning of meekness, and I was interested by one of the synonyms that they shall give me. It says, easily to be imposed. So to be meek means that, or to be meek to the word of God means that you should be easily imposed by the word of God. The word of God should be able to easily control your life. So when you go to Christmas service and they tell you that, send somebody money, not Merry Christmas, the word of God was to you. So let this word easily impose on you. Think about it. Because I've realized that this is one of the main reasons why the word of God is not happy 
and effect in our lives because we all think that the word is for somebody else. So that even if you pray every single day and you go to church and God is telling you about prayer, what God is telling you that you can pray more. So maybe you pray in the morning, but God is saying that pray morning and night. Maybe you pray morning and afternoon or morning and night, but now God is telling you that pray morning, afternoon and evening. So no matter which state of life you are, as long as you are a man, as long as you are in this body or flesh, the word of God always applies to you. And I want to give a, a practical example as I end on this episode. For a period of time, I was reading the book of Proverbs. And one of the reoccurring things in Proverbs is about listening to advice, listening to advice. And this is one instruction from God that many of us hardly ever do. We all think that we listen to advice. <laughs> Everybody thinks, oh, as for me, I listen to advice. Sweet that you don't listen to advice. And it's interesting how God taught me this thing. So this year, I want to say the story from, I want to do flashback. I want to start from the end to the beginning. So this year, I was um, I finished my master's project. So my supervisor had her students, as in those who are not come to start their project work, and she would refer them to me so that I help them with what they need to get, what they need to know, how where to then buy their materials, where to then buy their regions and everything. And whenever they come, I used to give them advice. That, oh, do it like this. Don't go and buy it from this shop. Buy it from that shop. Oh, we already have this in the lab. So don't buy this. Oh, for the lab, if you want to do this particular experiment, come at this time. There were more than one. Actually, there were about three of them, or two, two. Okay, for the master, there were two, one male and one female. And all these two I gave advice, none of them took any of the advice I gave them. So somebody will come to me, they're supposed to uh, prepare a quotation or a receipt of the things you will need. And I told the person that, your research work alone, naturally, it will cost you a lot of money. So some things we already have in the lab, so don't buy this. And if you want to buy this, don't go and buy it from the shop. Buy it from the shop. Oh, for this, don't need it now. So buy it at this time. And I realized that both of them did not take any of the advice. So something that could have cost her like less than 1,000 Ghana cities, she ended up spending more than 5,000 Ghana cities. I was so bored when I went to the lab and I saw it. I said, ah, we already have this. Why are you buying this? Because the regions you are going to buy, they'll give you a lot. And you will need less than, more than 100 grams. And you're going to buy over 1,000 grams. It's a waste of money. And I realized that the guy did the same thing. So something that could take them one week or even three days, they ended up using one month. So we go to time, I was so bored with them. I said, why do you, and interestingly, they will always call me. I'm coming to do this procedure. What should I do? I'm coming to every step. They always call me for advice. But every, and every advice I've given to them, they have never taken any of them. And interestingly, these people, I knew, I know one of them because we're in the same church, denomination. So these two people, and one of the other, that's the lady. And the guy is a youth pastor or an associate pastor in a church. So these are two spirit-filled people who did not listen to advice. But do you think these people go anywhere and say, as for me, I don't listen to advice? So I was talking to my colleague because they were calling me and my colleague for advice. And I was complaining to my colleague, ah, 
why do these people keep calling us if they will never take the advice we give to them? And we're complaining that we just end up wasting our time because sometimes you have to go to the lab and go and meet them and take them through a procedure and they end up not doing it and they end up doing the wrong thing. Thereby, they get wrong results and they waste, like they waste resource. I don't know, I get so bored about them. So I got the point, whenever they come, either I don't pick or I refer them to the age. So in my state of anger, in my state of resentment, God whispered into my ears that two years ago, when you were also starting your work, you did the same thing. I said, God, me? <laughs> I said, God, I did not do because I went to the lab technician. I, I did all the inquiries, blah, 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 blah. Then God reminded me that there's a particular, there was also my senior cosmetic at that time. You see, there's a difference between your senior cosmetic teaching you something and the lab technician because the student has gone through the process. He knows how to make things shorter, not cutting shortcuts, but he knows the system in the lab. He knows the routines in the lab. The lab technician will just open the lab for you, give you access, and maybe help you in preparing some things. But going to the field and taking results, taking data, there are so many other techniques that you will need some good ones than the same and it was the same organism we were isolating. So I remember when I was also starting my work, I went to this guy. And this guy told me that he's currently in a workshop. So I should give him one week. Next week, he will take me through the process. As a young exuberant guy, I watched all the YouTube videos. I have read all the articles. Ah, I thought I was a, I was, I'd left no stone or came. So I watched YouTube videos, I read articles, I went to the lab technician, like I made sure that everything was done, but I left my classmates for giving me advice. So in a hurry, I finished doing everything about three, four months, but it got to the last stage. And I realized that the last thing which I need to get, that's the positive results I was looking for, I was not getting it. I'd done everything exactly to the book, but I was not getting my results. So what did I do as usual? I went back to my senior hospital and I told him about it. And interestingly, when I, when I approached him, I was telling him about it, he was just looking at me and told me, Sam, when you're starting your work, I told you to wait for me. And I was saying, oh no, it's going on a B. He said, Nabi, nah, you didn't tell me. I approached you, you told me I'm busy. He said, no, I told you I'm busy at the workshop. So give me a week. But because I thought that he was wasting my time and I wanted to finish, I used three months to finish. Just to repeat my work over a period of six months, all because if I had waited for my senior cosmic and because of him, I even found some results. If it wasn't for him, I would have got a 100% negative result. That's how serious it is. If only I had listened to advice, if only I had listened to advice, I would have saved myself six months. And of course, it cost me money because I ended up doing the whole work again twice. <laughs> Wow, I remember I was so bitter and angry at myself. But two years after that, I forgot that I did not listen. And I was angry at people who were not listening to advice. So you see, the issue is that if someone told me that I don't listen to advice, I would be quick to put up a defense. Because of the filthiness and the superfluity of nothingness, I told myself I listened to advice. And you see, the issue is that when God is speaking to you, you may be listening to advice in one area of your life, maybe financially, before you make any financial move. You always seek advice, you need to the appropriate consultation. But maybe in your relationship or in your, in your social life, you don't listen to advice. Maybe in choosing the men you want to, or choosing the women you want to date, 
you don't listen to advice over there. When you go to church or when you read your Bible or when God is speaking to you through whichever means and God is telling you that listen to advice, if you have laid aside filthiness and superfluity of nothingness, you would realize that there is an aspect of your life that that way is applicable to. So when God is speaking to you, maybe there's an aspect of your life. So for example, you go to church every Sunday and this particular Sunday when you went to church and they were talking about do not neglect the gathering together of things. Because of a naughtiness, you say that, oh, as for me, I come to church every Sunday, so I'm good to go. No, God is telling you that it's now time for you to commit to a department or a way in church. It's not time for you to go for prayer meetings. It's not time for you to go for special activities of the church. So it's not just the service that God is talking to you about. But because our hearts are filled with filthiness and superfluity of nothingness, we don't even think that God is talking to us. Therefore, we don't do a retrospective search of our hearts and our lives to know which aspect of our lives is God speaking to. I can give you so many examples. For example, this scripture that Jesus removed the, I think, the beam in your eye before you can see the log. I forgot what which, but you know the scripture. Either remove the stick in your eye before you can see the log in someone's eye. Everybody thinks God is not talking to them. There's an example, to, there are so many practical examples where we always think that God's word to us applies to somebody else. For example, about seeing the good in people and about seeing opportunities in seamless places or in places that are less likely to see opportunities in. So one day I was doing something and a friend drew my mind that this thing I'm doing, there's this thing I could have done it in a better way because of somebody in my life. And I just looked back and I went, hey, it's true. Because I didn't appreciate, let me put it, the person's abilities. I downplayed the person's ability. And that same person who was giving me that advice, I was also telling that person that you too, there's a good opportunity in your life that you are missing. But when I told the person, the person thought that I was talking to myself. Like the person that I was re-echoing what the person was telling me. No, no, I was trying to tell the person that there's also an opportunity that is right under your nose that you are abusing. But the person thought that, as for the person, he or she is on point. So the person doesn't need anything. The person is good to go. So because I missed an opportunity, because I didn't see something that was very close to me, that person is missing a very good opportunity because the person is missing something very close to the person. And that's the way we all are. We think the word of God doesn't apply to us. So going back to David's scenario, because David didn't know that Prophet Nathan was talking to him, he pronounced judgment. And that's what led to them, the situation he had amongst his children. So in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 31, Paul gives us an instruction. He says, judge yourself so that you will not be judged. But because David did not judge himself and he pronounced judgment on somebody else, the judgment he pronounced was what God gave to him. That's why his sons were misbehaving. His sons sucked him out of the kingdom because he pronounced judgment, because he thought that prophet Nathan was talking about somebody else. Sweetheart, you are not prayerful. Now I'm talking to you. God is talking to you. Don't be looking around to go and tell your sibling who is not been praying. Maybe I have a sibling that doesn't like going to church, doesn't like praying. I'm not, God is not talking to that sibling. God is talking to you. Sweetheart, you are not humble. 
God is talking to you. And the only way you can start being humble is when you accept that you are not humble. But whenever you read the Bible about humility, about arrogance, when you read about Queen Basti, especially the ladies, sorry for making it sound personal, but almost every lady who has been in the church and read the Bible knows about Queen Vasti and how Esther replaced Queen Vasti. But many ladies are still repeating the same thing Vasti did. And these ladies have gone to church. I know I can see it in the spirit. I'm going to light that note. But these ladies have heard several sermons being preached about the mistake that Queen Vasti did. But they thought that the word was not to them. So they are still repeating the same mistake Vasti is doing. They are still doing it. They are still doing it. You all hear about showing love, but you say, hey, because I want to give somebody something on Christmas Day, I show love. No. So when you go to church and the Bible talk about giving, God is telling that giving should not be a one-time thing. You should be a giver. But because, so immediately they say, oh, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Your mind, um, quickly, you get a flashback of six months ago, how you were in the queue buying food and somebody's money did not reach. And you give the person one CD and say, hey, I'm a giver. Sweetheart, please. Lay aside filthiness and superfluity of nothingness because God is talking to you. So I just had a list of some things that we are all corporate of. We are all not prayerful. We are all not humble. We all don't listen to advice. We are not givers. We don't show love. We please other people more than pleasing God. We judge people. We don't see opportunities. We are selfish. We are arrogant. We are all like that. And until you can lay aside filthiness and the superfluity of nothingness and realize that this word is for you, you cannot receive with meekness. You cannot receive with submissiveness. You cannot receive with humility. You cannot receive with teachability. The word of God is able to save your soul. The prayer topic that God wants us to pray always in the year 2021 is that Father give us a contrite and a broken heart. That whenever you are speaking to us, may we know that you are speaking to us. Almost every morning, as often as you remember, when you wake up, pray that, Father, I ask for grace to lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. So that every word, because every single day, every single moment, God is speaking to you. Every time God is speaking to you. But the word of God is simply a waste. Look at your year. Every year, this is my year of fruitfulness. This is my year of boldness. This is my year of improvement. This is my year of greater grace. This my, we give ourselves fantastic things. But our year is hardly a reflection of the things we give ourselves. Because one way or the other, the nothingness, the nothingness, the stubbornness in our hearts. I'm getting emotional. So I'd like to pause here before we spend quality time in prayer. And I said, it's more of a prayer time, so there will be periods appear in the podcast where I really want to encourage you to be praying as the song is playing. So we want to spend some time in prayer. So the song will be rolling in the background. I want to make it an effort. This time, we are not going to spend what to pray. But from what you have heard, begin to talk to God, even as the music is playing. Tell God, James chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. Father, we pray for grace. We pray for grace. When you are speaking to us, may we know that you are speaking to us. When your word is coming to us, may we know it is for us. It is not for anybody else. When you are speaking to us, you are speaking to us. Nobody else. We pray for a broken and a contrite heart. In the year 2021, we pray for a broken and a contrite heart. Lord. In the year 2021, we pray for grace. It's not 
meekness and receive with meekness the engrafted work. We pray for grace to be meek, to be teachable. We pray for grace to be able to be corrected by your word, to be able to be easily influenced by your word. We pray that in the year 2021, may your word easily impose things upon us. So in times we don't feel like forgiving, because your word says we should forgive, we would forgive. Because we are to be doers of the word. The word of God is meant for doing. The word of God is not just meant for hearing, because we would see in ourselves. Father, we pray for grace that in the year 2021, may we constantly pray this prayer. That Father, may we have a broken and a contrite heart. Father, may we lay aside filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Father, may we receive with meekness your engrafted word. Father, may we do us of your word. We thank you that when you are speaking to us, you are speaking to us. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen and amen. God bless you all so much. And it's really, really a privilege to see you in the year 2021. We are believing God for more grace. We are believing God for wisdom and direction, even on this podcast. And I really want to appreciate your presence on this podcast. And God bless you so much. Any podcast platform by searching Renew Your Mind podcast, and you'll find our audience. God bless you so much. And remember to give God your best. And make sure that in the year 2021, you owe no man nothing but love. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. My soul longs for you. This heart beats for you.